Hey, hey, it's Elmador here with a Friday, December 29th, 2023 swipes email. Let's get started with a swipe. So I love these images that instantly teach you something. And I never really knew how much caffeine some stuff had compared to others, but this image just does a really good job. And it starts it from highest to lowest, and it easily visualizes the caffeine content you're getting from different drinks with this cool looking graphic. It starts off with nitro brew on the left with 215 milligrams, goes to cold brew, hot coffee, espresso. And in this small graphic, I just learned all the stuff that like teas have far less caffeine than coffee, kind of obvious. But then that nitro was very caffeinated, cold brew was less, hot coffee less caffeinated, espresso a little bit less. Kind of interesting. So I learned a lot. And um, I'm about to have some coffee right now. Here's a little piece of wisdom. Almost everyone who has a blog or YouTube channel notices this same pattern. And it's this phenomenon where three to five other articles or videos bring in all the subscribers. So if I pull up my YouTube video stats, a couple of videos from a few years ago still to this day are the ones that bring in all the views and all the subscribers. Now, not all of them, of course, but a lion's share of the discoverability. And it's because only a certain amount of your content goes really viral on different platforms and keeps spreading. So a small amount of traffic will bring in most of the traffic. If I look at my SEO analytics, I will notice hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different articles. And there's like, once again, three to five of them that bring in just all of the subscribers, all of the traffic. And this phenomenon is known as a normal distribution or a Gaussian distribution or a power law. And I think this will just keep increasing in 2024 because of generative AI content. It used to be that I could write an article called what is copywriting and people will click on it. But as time has come on, more and more of the results on Google are either ads or videos or now generative AI stuff that will honestly do a better job. So actually quality and uniqueness in your articles will now be more valued than just quantity and speed. It used to be an SEO tactic for years and years and years to just put out tons of articles with tons of speed and then go update them as necessary to rank higher and higher in the search results. And I think that will just... I got to say, I think it'll just evaporate. It will slowly start to fade away. Of course, in small little niches, it could still work. But I think for a larger and larger and larger amount of things over the next two to five years, we're going to see that quality and uniqueness will be what people will click for and go to. And generative AI will do all the basic questions like what is copywriting or what's the definition of copywriting? Generative AI will, I mean, I just don't see a way around that that's just going to be the answer to it all. Now, the same normal distribution, as a little side note, shows up in almost every area of life. So if you look at test scores, height, stock market returns, intelligence, attractiveness, you'll notice that like most people fall in this middle area, and then like 16% of the people will be on the very left, and 16% of people will be on the very right. And you just see this in like politics and all sorts of stuff where it's just like most people are like somewhere in the middle, and there's a couple extremes, and you just see this in every single aspect of life and data. Here's something interesting. So I have to guard my brain very carefully when trying to do work. And this is easy to get distracted because you got the TV, you got your phone, you got all sorts of people trying to ping you, uh, your computer's going crazy with notifications. So to guard my brain, I generally do a couple of things. First of all, I put my phone upside down or far away. So I just can't see it. Like whenever a text message comes up, it's just almost impossible to not look at it. So I just put my phone upside down. I'm almost always in silent mode or in notification mode if I'm working out or something like that or at night. 
Uh, the other thing I do is I turn on a Chrome website blocker called Fo Focus 45. Um, I'm sure there's like a billion others like this, but I've just been using this one. You hit the button and for 45 minutes, it just blocks you from all your favorite websites. So my favorite ones are Reddit, Dig, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. And I have it block all those. So I can still use my Gmail. I can still use all the things that I need to do, but I just can't go to the distracting sites like those. So your sites might be different. You can just easily edit the whitelist or blacklist that you can go to. Um, the other thing I do is I cover my to-do list so I don't get distracted. Sometimes I'll look at my to-do list. Like right now I'm looking on there and there's about, uh, about eight things. Instead, I take a piece of paper or something to just cover it up and be like, all right, I'm just doing this thing. And it'll just be one task that I focus on. Otherwise, I just start doing work. I look at my to-do list. I'm looking at something else. And then I just start scrolling on Instagram or get distracted again. So anyways, that's how I guard my brain. Here's a fun picture. So I love seeing local flyers like this in the wild because you could turn $2 worth of printing and $2 worth of tape into thousands of eyeballs or thousands of dollars in revenue. And so this uh, is a wine to comedy thing. It says, looking for a new date idea? Watch stand-up comedy at a wine bar, Saturday nights, 6.30 p.m. And then it has a QR code. And I actually love stuff like this because I used to have a client who was at a top three, she was a top three real estate broker in a unnamed mid-sized city here in America. So she went on a two-year tangent trying to become the top broker online rather than offline. So she paid a bunch of companies to make websites, do SEO and all sorts of paid advertising campaigns. And the thing was, she was not a tech person. So she had to pay all these companies to do it and they were happy to take her money. And what do you know, it kind of went nowhere. So two years later, she uh, buys some consoles with me and she was telling me she's trying to compete online. And I was just like, yeah, but your competition online is like Zillow or Redfin. These are tech companies and they're really good at what they do. And I asked her what she did to become one of the top brokers in her area. And her answer was pretty surprising and low tech. And it was every Tuesday and Thursday, she would knock on doors asking if people wanted to sell their house or buy a house. That's it. And just to keep her contact information. And she said she's like a pretty personable person. And having, you know, met her through video calls, I could say she was very personable. And she got all her clients by knocking on doors and posting signs, like signs that says like, do you wanna sell your house? Do you wanna buy your house? And a phone number. And it worked extremely well if she consistently did it. And so I asked why she didn't do this anymore. And she just thought like, you know, everyone was telling her online is the way to go. And so there wasn't much thought to it. She just started going down this rabbit hole of like, how do I get popular online to do this? So she said she spent around $95,000 on websites and SEO, which she knew nothing about. She didn't know how they worked. She didn't know how to update them. And I encourage her to switch back to old school offline sales by knocking on doors and posting signs. Guess what? It worked. She went back to being one of the top three brokers. And so this is why I love old school advertising, like posting signs on polls. It sometimes just triumphs over all these advanced online campaigns. People want to sit at their computer and let the computer do the work. But if you are willing to put in work like this, you can still be pretty successful with these relatively like low tech ways. Here's a fun little essay. So. I think in a perfect world without inefficiencies, a content creator should get paid for their work directly from the person consuming, right? Like if I go to McDonald's and buy a hamburger, I pay McDonald's money and they give me a burger and I pay them money, they give me a burger. And that's the end of the story, it's the whole thing. So why is it when you watch one of my videos online that where's the money? It doesn't really do anything. It goes to YouTube and YouTube might pay me some fraction for a view if there's ads, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole system behind it. So instead, 
I think that there are some big limitations to holding us back that are just technological in nature, and eventually the system will come into play. So right now, our payment systems can't do fraction of a cent transactions efficiently. Like if I sent someone one cent, the cost would be 25 cents per transaction plus a fraction of that. So that'd be about 30 cents for the transaction to send one cent. So 30 times the cost. Um, but obviously, like we can't do that. People also don't want to click like pay for every article or video consumed. Like if I'm watching a YouTube video, I don't want to think like, let me pay this person, Venmo them, get the thing. It's like too much work. Basically, the answer I see is like micro crypto transactions or really micro anything transactions. But already with Bitcoin, you could send like 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. That's like 0.0801. Uh, and so at that level, you'll be able to send someone like one cent for very, very, very cheap, or even send them a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a cent. And via millions of views, they can actually make some money. And so I think that one day there'll be like a browser, kind of like Brave Browser does now, but much better. We could tip the internet like $5 every month. We tally up the content. You distribute that $5 to creators. Like three cents would go to Neville. 45 cents would go to Mr. Beast. 12 cents would go to Green Day, the band. Four cents would go to the New York Times. 32 cents would go to the Joe Rogan podcast, whatever you consume. And you could directly support your favorite content and barely even break a sweat on your budget. Like you could say, I want to give a quarter like one, 25 cents to the whole internet and it'll divide that up. And because it's micro transactions, this is very possible. Right now, that's impossible. But it's really interesting to think in like five to 10 years, this could very possibly be the way a lot of creators make part of their income. Not all of it, but some of it. And as a splurge, I would say that right now you should probably join the copywriting course. Let me tell you why. So we're having this yearly closeout deal and it's about to end. It's your last chance to get over 50% off. The end of the year is always when we do a big sale. And um, I don't know if we'll be doing it next year or if we'll be just rapidly increasing the price to cons to just go on a smaller amount of customers. So many people inside the course are like, I can't believe I'm paying like so little for all this consulting because I show up on every office hours, get advice directly from me, post in our forum and myself and the writers go and just redo their stuff. So if you just check out a tiny fraction of the wins experiences our community, you see what I mean? Uh, Quang needed to submit two pieces of email copy when applying for a new job, and his employers love the email so much, he actually got the job. So that's a big increase in life. Um, Thomas sold out within a day for getting feedback on his newsletter. He had a, he had a newsletter that he's sending out for pens, and we redid it, and he sold out in a day from the changes that we made. And Timothy got a feed, feedback on a one-pager. His boss loved it. Now it gets sent out multiple times a week. Uh, one guy, Brian Keaton, was featured on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was actually posting about it in February, saying how he would uh, like some feedback on his email signups and stuff because he's going on a big podcast, but he couldn't tell us who. And he dropped the bomb in August that it was the Joe Rogan podcast. And he was like, thanks so much for helping me with the emails. Got so many podcast subscribers and emails. It was awesome. Um, I, I'll go on and on. Michael's website went viral on TikTok. Um, here's some new ones. Uh, Matt, th th these are just in the last few days. Matt, after 18 months, uh, 18, sorry, months, 18 years of waiting, um, he wanted to publish a book. And with the advice and encouragement and accountability inside the copywriting course, he actually published his first book finally. And another one is uh, Rob started a site, WTF Divorce, and started a little Instagram for it. And this is all within our office hours in our forum. And he's now at 105,000 followers and is growing rapidly. Every time he comes to office hours every week, it's like up like 5, 10, 15,000 people. And it's crazy to watch. 
So this is the chance to get into the course for all of 2024 at one easy price. I would highly, highly suggest you do it right now. It's like 375 for the entire year, about a dollar a day to get all this guidance, not to mention you get all of our courses in addition to all our guidance and all of our private materials that we post out all the time. It's one of the best values on the internet. And if you use code new year, 2024 right now on copywritingcourse.com slash join, you get 50% off. It's, it's crazy. I want you to join right now and I will talk to you inside office hours next year in 2024. My name is Nel Medora. Have a happy new year. I will talk to you later.